Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Since the 31st of July, I have been left with a sense of paralysis and devastation. I'm not just upset for myself that we can't open. We couldn't open on the 1st of August, what with less than 24 hours notice, but I am devastated for us as a community. We are such an amazing sector of the economy and we are being overlooked, sidelined, and it feels like we're being punished. I haven't worked out why yet, but it's just not right. By all means, Boris, follow the science, but show me the consistency. We are not creating the rise in the R rate. We haven't been working. It's not us. So how does stopping us go back to work on the first actually facilitate a reduction of the R rate? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And it's what we're all saying. But I... This sense of paralysis and frustration doesn't sit easy with me. Obviously, I'm heartbroken for my own business, but my heart breaks for the wider Lash community. And I have been so frustrated wanting to do something to help my fellow Lash artists, but just scratching my head as to what to do. I discussed with Amy Dummett the possibility of doing a flash mob outside. Number 10, I've written to my local MP. I've written to Boris. I've written to Caroline Noakes MP. No go. So what are we to do? There is real hardship amongst us. Girls are losing their businesses. They are losing their minds. Mental health is going through the roof. Anxiety is such a prevalent thing amongst us all now. And this is not what we are about. We are an amazing group of women. Yes, our industry is built on talent, but it is also built on passion. We grow our businesses like we grow our children. But what is to be done? So I've been left feeling quite hopeless and just literally crossing my fingers, hoping for the best, but it's not enough. And then yesterday I heard the lady's story who is coming on next. She is coming on behind the lashes to explain what she has been up to and what has happened in her lash life. What she has achieved, I think is absolutely amazing. We spoke yesterday, I have seen all the documents and it is real. And it might not work for all of us, but even if it helps one of you get back to work, to open, if God forbid they say on the 15th of August, which they could well do, I don't trust anything anymore, I don't believe anything, it could just get one of you open. And if we save one business from this podcast, bring it on, frankly, bring it on. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my next guest. I am super excited to introduce 
Jenna Rose. Jenna, good morning. Hi Jo, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's so lovely to have you on. I cannot believe the change in my mood since we spoke yesterday. You have given me real genuine hope. So even if I don't manage to achieve what you have achieved, I want to say a massive thank you just for giving me 24 hours of joy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll explain, we're going to explain why I've been feeling so joyful and your story, but I would just like to do a proper introduction first of all and just just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, yeah. so um, I am Jenna, I own Jenna Rose Salon and Training Academy. We specialise in eyelash extensions and eyebrows. Okay, so no other treatments, you're fully lashes no, and brows? No other treatments, yep. So you are a salon owner with a team of girls. How on earth was lockdown for you generally? Um, Initially, I was really grateful for it. Um, I personally had a tricky start to 2020 anyway, so I was grateful for the slower pace of life and, you know, for that break. Um, And I, I took it. And I accepted it and you know this is just what I'm dealt with and I opened it I welcomed it with open arms sorry um so yeah at first great um but then when we started getting a messing around um that's when it my mood started to change and you know I I I started considering what I was going to do for the future of my business for the future of you know the people that work for me and you know I I really couldn't see a way out at a lot of points really. Mm. So when did you start to change your mindset in it as much as I'm I'm not going to lie down and take this anymore? Yeah. I've got to mobilize. Yeah. So um Friday was my last draw. Mm-hmm. Um as I'm sure it is with all of ours now and um, we've been we would we've just been let down too many times now and we've you know we've accepted it and we've sat back and we've you know kind of let Boris and his team do the do what they needed to do but um Friday I was so ready to open up the next day I was so ready to open up on the first um you know for people that follow me on Instagram they'll see on our stories that you know we were singing in the salon we were dancing we were cleaning we were so, like we were absolutely buzzing um I had students booked in that weekend as well I had thousands of pounds worth of stock thousands of pounds worth of kits um you know and just at a click of a fingers it all got ripped and instantly I just thought oh fuck this um I'm gonna open anyway and I phoned my dad and I was like we've just been told we can't reopen and you know what am I supposed to do um his first words were get off of Facebook get off of social media go and get the real answers go and get some hard truthful facts and evidence and 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 whatever you need to get make a don't make impulsive decisions. So I thought, oh God, what am I going to do? Anyway, in an impulsive decision, um, I got in my car and I just drove to the police station. Um, (laughs) Our police station is located inside our um, town council. 
So I went in there, I explained the situation to reception. What did you say? Um, um, I was a little bit, you know, when you're so wound up, you can't yeah. really get your words out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it was literally a case of, I've been shut for five months and it's just been ripped from us and, and kind of just blabbed on. And they looked at me and went, so, so who do you, who do you want to speak to and why? And I, I was like, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> um, anyway, I did. And I was like, look, you know, cause the, the police officer, um, stations like all clear glass, you can see straight through. Yeah. And I was like, can I just go and speak to an officer? And uh, they were like, no, 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 you're going to have to ring 101 and use the phone outside. So I did. And I explained a little bit more uh, calmer than I did to reception, bless them, um, about the situation. And in a roundabout way, I said, look, this is the situation. This is what we're, we're being dealt with. You know, do you think it's acceptable that we're having less than 24 hours notice? I said, should I carry on and open my salon tomorrow and somebody makes a complaint or a complaint and you drive past or whatever, I'm open. It's very obvious I just do lashes, which, you know, um, I'm not a, you know, a beauty salon. What are you going to do? And she said, the police have no jurisdiction whatsoever. I asked her to clear that up in layman's terms for me. And they've been given no powers, no powers. They cannot come and shut you down. They cannot come and fine you. They cannot ask you to close. They have been given no powers whatsoever. So is, I that, said, well, is that because it is not a law? But there's so yeah. many people. There's no legend. Yeah, yeah. They have no leg Like they have no jurisdiction for it. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like she said, but the council have been given powers, and I went, okay. She then said, you need to go and speak to X, Y, and Z in the council. So she was really, really lovely. And um, she told me what department I needed to go to. I went to that department. So I went back into reception and I was like, it's me again. I think they were, were like, great. <laughs> Crazy lady. She's back. <laughs> and, um, and so I told, I, I relayed the conversation that I had with the police and I said, they've suggested I speak to X, Y, and Z. And they're like, right, okay, they aren't in this council. They're in the main county council but if you go over there use the phone this is the like um you know speed dial number so to speak that'll get you straight through to them but she said if you have no luck here's the external number as well so you can phone them outside of here um so i did that and i spoke to the lady in the council on the phone and um explained the situation to her again and she said she said um, she was really confused. Obviously, this was so soon after the announcement. It was literally like 40, 40 odd minutes after the announcement. She was like, um, no, haven't they just shut down like Manchester areas? And I was like, no, he's just done a conference, X, Y, and Z. Um, she just thought that, you know, because the last they had heard, it was like Manchester, Bolton, and mm -hmm. like Luton area, I think, at the time. And she said, look, I, I think we need to kind of um, step this up a notch, and I think you're best off speaking to our manager. Um, but he's not here at the moment. He was just at lunch. Can I get him to call you back? I promise you it will be by the end of the day. So I said, yeah, no worries. And he phoned me back um, within literally a couple of hours. I think I spoke to him then three o'clock that afternoon. Can I just quickly uh, interrupt you? Which department within the council? Is this environmental health? Who no, so this was public service, health and safety. Public service, health and safety. Yeah. Okay. So um, this guy phoned me back and I explained the situation again. He went, 
this is just off the record. He was like, this is just a bit of a mess now, isn't it? And I, you know, I said, yep, I agree. You know, he understood, you know, we've, we've, we've invested financially, we've invested in PPE, we've invested in stock, you know, and then, you know, we've been given 20, less than 24 hours notice to close. Um, and he was really, he really understood it. He really got it. I was, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was sad, but, um, you know, he could hear the frustration and the anger and the sadness in my voice. It was, it was kind of a bit of an unreal, um, situation that I've not really felt before. And I explained the situation. He was really, really understanding. He said, look, this is what I propose you do. He said, are you COVID secure? And I said, yes. He said, have you done your COVID risk assessment? Yes. Does it pose any risks? No. Have you done this? Have you done that? Ask me several questions. Now, those questions consisted of my risk assessment, my PPE, um, how I do my lashes. Now he actually asked me how I did the lashes. So as you see in the government guidelines, it says face-to-face -face treatment. Yes, it specifically says lashes, but as you know, we don't work face-to-face. -face. We work from behind. So um, it say on the face. It says face-to-face, -face, does it? It says face-to-face -face contact. Um, I can't, I wouldn't be able to give you my word whether it says on the face because I can't really remember mm -hmm. um but the fact that it said um face to face we don't work face to face so I explained the situation and he said look in a roundabout way um as a council as a, an area with a, a an almost non-existent RA like we've got so many like little to no cases whatsoever and I in in Wiltshire um you know they want to be seen and they want to support our our area they want to support their county and you know and I straight away that was like music to my ears and I went okay what does this mean and he said if you are COVID secure if you are doing everything you say you are um what can I do okay so I said well what are the financial like repercussions and you know what the what what happens in in the event of you coming to me or asking me to close down and and everything else and he said look it's friday afternoon i'll have to wait till we get the legislation through on monday and i said wait until you get it through on monday he said we've had no legislation up until now so the police have had no legislation and the council up until now have had no legislation so then you could have opened on saturday we all could have yeah. opened on saturday quite quite um so that's what he did and he basically told me to carry on as normal um i then got an email from him late that evening and it said um just further into our conversation following on from that um yes the government's guidelines have stated um they advise advice now he put that with an underline or uh underlined sorry um advised you stay closed until the 15th um, and that's what we um, advise you to do. So you have to be very careful because he's not going to open himself to any um, backlash or, or anything should anything happen. So you have to understand that if this is advice, there was no, at this point, there was no, you can't. It was a case of you shouldn't, but you can't, you know, it's not a case of you can't. Um, 
you know, and I read it wrong. Um, and I thought, great, he's just given me such massive hope. Um, he said I can open, he said this, he said that, and now he's saying I shouldn't. Anyway, I irrationally read it wrong. Um, and I sent back an email saying like, I'm so disappointed, what's, what's changed your mind? Like what has happened, you know, in the space of four or five hours? Anyway, first thing Monday morning, I get an email from him saying, Jenna, can you please give me a call regarding um, your response to my last email? I gave him a call and, um we talked about it and he said look i have to give you that advice because that's the advice the government are giving do i agree with it no not really um you know do i think you are a covid secure business yes i do um you know but he's given me the the guidance that the government are giving him um so he said we haven't got the legislation through yet we're having a meeting tomorrow um so i said to him i said okay out of that meeting i would like to know one, if I open my salon, what are the implications to me financially um, and, and anything else? Can you shut me down? What powers have you got? So he said, I will get all of that tomorrow because he also wanted his team to be on completely the same page as him. Um, so I said, great. He phoned me back um, Tuesday and after um, getting all of the evidence and everything he needed to give me the answers that I wanted, he come back, I said to him, okay, what are the financial implications? He said, there are none. They haven't been given the powers to fine anybody within this count, count like within Wiltshire County. Mm -hmm. um, can they come and shut me down? No. They can advise me to close my business because the government have suggested that I shouldn't be open until the 15th. But then he said, you can respond to that letter. So you can contest it and say, well, actually, I am a COVID secure business. I'm meeting the government guidelines. I'm meeting my um, county guidelines, um, you know, and I can contest it. If he was then to, so I said to him then, okay, so should it come to that, um, what happens? He said, should it come to that, if I come out to your business and I see you are not a COVID secure business like you are telling me to, then I'm going to take, you know, I can, I can force um, court action, okay? Um, if you don't close, that's only if I didn't close, then he's going to enforce court action. Right. Um, but if you are a COVID secure business, like you are saying, my hands are tied. You are doing everything you can. You just want to pay your bills. You just want to earn some money. And who am I to tell you you can't do that? You know, um, as a council, he couldn't like go on enough about the fact that as a council, Wiltshire want to be seen and support their businesses and to get us back on her, their feet. What good is it for them to see empty shops on the high street? Um, so that was cleared up. And, you know, he sent me an email to say that that was the case. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, it kind of just went from there. And then obviously I went to um, ABT, my insurance company. Um, but before, um, is one thing he explained to me is, the only way he's ever going to come out to my business if it's, is if somebody complains. Mm -hmm. um, now, he advised me that people cannot make a complaint on a business without evidential facts. You also can't make an anonymous complaint, whether that's everywhere across the board or just my council, I don't know. Emma, um, you know, Emma Smith had 
too out to her so there must be nuances between all of but, the councils but then they i guess they have some kind of you know that's not saying i don't think well i spoke to emma about this yesterday and that i don't recall her saying that they didn't get the details of the person who made the complaint whether it's just because because i know emma did um Oh, did she not? I can't, I can't remember what was said now because it was so late and so many voice notes to and from. But I mean, they're not going to provide her with the details of who complained, are they? Because that's where data protection comes in, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so they're not going to provide the, the person no. in question okay. with those details. So, but the advice that I've been given from Wiltshire Council is they will not accept a... Um, an anonymous tip-off they want hard evidential facts why why are you making this complaint is it because they are open and they shouldn't be is it because they're open and you don't think they're COVID secure what they want to know the reasons um, for that um, with that um, I agreed to make an open file on my salon with that I forward my I forwarded my risk assessment to him um, he placed that in an open file. I forwarded so many pictures and videos of the salon and of us within our PPE and of, and I forwarded him a photo of one of my staff um, doing eyelash extensions. So if anyone was to ever make a complaint, um, you know, they'll open my file, they'll see that we're COVID secure and they'll do what they need to do, which hopefully they will just dismiss it. Um, and then I went to my insurance company and told them this. They had no other option but to agree to insure me. Wow, because the insurance insurance companies were very quick on the Saturday or on the yep. Friday even to say, even before the jurisdiction had filtered through to the council and the um, police or wherever it needed to filter through, they categorically said, you will not be insured. We will not be insuring you. So, yeah. so it's really, it seems to be the insurance that is the thing that's holding everyone back. I think everyone right. applauds what you have done. And it is the insurance that is the kicker. I think most of us would be would be lashing anyway because it makes no sense if it wasn't for the insurance. So I'm 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 fascinated to hear your experience with ABT. So when um, I first contacted them a couple of weeks ago, um, they did say we can all we can do is forward you this link that we have been provided. So um, I did say respectfully. Um, you know, I am paying for a service and as part of that service, I want you to give me the advice. Um, I want you to advise me on what I can and cannot do. And I want it in layman's term as well. I, I want it black and white. I don't want gray areas. Mm -hmm. And she was fantastic. The girl I spoke to, she was so, so lovely. She said, Jenna, I'll send you on this link anyway. Um, she said, but these are the guidelines at the moment. Um, if you have any more questions, get in contact. Anyway, um, in a roundabout way, all she said was, this is the situation. This is what you're being dealt with. This is what we're being dealt with. Um, you are being advised that you can't do it. And again, I hold, you know, I, I need to say it's advice. Um, 
that we, we can't lash. And I thought in my head, I'm thinking, fuck it, just open, like, just, just do it. You've got, you know, at this point, obviously I didn't have the backing of my council. And I was like, if I'm insured, what is the issue? Mm. Um, anyway, I decided against it. And I, my like determination and my strength kind of got shattered a little bit. And um, then this week I phoned and um, I asked the same questions. Am I insured? Um, I have the backing of my council. I'm COVID secure. I'm um, P- I'm following the PPE guidelines. I'm following government guidelines and everything else. Am I insured? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay, great. Can I have that in an email? Now, first off, they, they have never said, no, I'm not insured. However, um, I did question this time before they even had chance to say no I did say because you know as you can understand I'm paying for a policy of uh, 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 you know and premiums um why would I have that policy if you're not going to insure me mm. yeah so if you're paying for a, a policy and you're, pe- you're you know you're paying out for whatever you know whatever um, policy you you need um I expect to be covered with that the same as I would in my car yeah I just think that they have just said well we're not covering you because the government have said that you can't do treatments on the face facials eyelashes then I would like my question back to them would be okay so you're not fulfilling the um the services that I've paid for I pay for I, I pay for my insurance my premiums for the year up front I don't I don't do it monthly I don't mm-hmm. you can with it but I could be wrong um so I paid it for the year it was up in March and I um literally the week before we got locked down I renewed it and um so my my then response would be to them okay can you refund me for the last five months then because um you know I'm I'm not open I'm you're telling me I can't open the government is telling me I can't open or shouldn't open um and now you're telling me you're not going to insure me for something that I've already paid for so I want it refunded because you're not fulfilling your end of the deal yeah well absolutely that's the very least that should happen I guess so we should definitely all look into that but I'm far more excited by the fact that we are all insured and that we can all open if we go through particular steps obviously since speaking to you I was straight on to my council the reply that I actually ended up being put through to licensing, not public health and safety. Public health safety. See, licensing is is for um, semi semi permanent makeup yeah. artists, and, um, tattooists, and stuff. You know, I have a tattooist next to me. He's allowed to open. Um, the way um, when I was speaking to the guy from the council, the way he explained that to me is they have to they know that they're covid secure because they have to um, go through so many um hoops hoops to kind of get that license so to speak so um but actually in it works out in our favor that we don't have a license because Mm. they can't they can't take our licenses away from us because we don't have a license Mm. um you can't actually physically stop me from working right now because you're you're also telling me you know that you can't you can't close my shop yeah well 
basically i was told that we are a very busy council under more pressure than um than the likes of wiltshire which is your council and you've got yeah. the, the lovely very helpful guy there and they've said well we can't possibly do um assessments of of properties you know you're a suburb basically in of london and you know this that and the other and she said we might be able to do it remotely though anyway i've written an email but i i suspect that from council to council there are variations um but maybe if you could just step by step advise for girls out there who aren't prepared to just wait and may this may give them real hope that if they follow the correct processes and they've got the the bravery to do it because obviously there's there is a bit of a judgment in the industry yeah. about people opening but i think that's largely due to do with people opening without insurance if we have managed to get our council behind us to to um basically say that we are covid secure and therefore our insurers are forced to acknowledge that we are covid secure and they can insure us then what's the problem why aren't we open so what can, should girls do just step by step if they want to try and do what you have done so make your salons make your studios for a start above and beyond covid secure so um get your covid risk assessment done um i use the template from the national hair and beauty federation um i'm not sure that that's widely available unless you are a member um but if anyone wants to contact me i mean i'm sure that um if i was to put it on my facebook or instagram page you know people can take it if they want to there is some uh, on the hse as well sorry the HSE is it HSE. Cousin, I think that's where I'm from. I think I'm sure it was HSE. Anyway, they've got templates. There are templates out there elsewhere. Yeah, well. there are templates out there. Yeah, they are. Um, and um, so do your risk assessment. So before or I have a online booking system. So before any anything goes out uh, or before any clients come in, they have an automated message go out saying. This is what the do's and don'ts are. This is how we're operating. This is how we expect you to conduct yourself within our salon. Um, you know, and we are going to be extremely strict in this. Um, once they come into the salon, their first um, thing they do is um, pop all of their belongings in a box. They need to hand sanitize. They then walk through the salon and go in and wash their hands. At my hand sanitizing station and at my basin, I have a how to wash your hands um, step by step guide. Um, this is how you need to wash your hands effectively. This is how you need to sanitize your hands effectively. Um, I was very lucky that a good friend sent that to me. Um, and that, but I, I think she um, got that from the WHO website. Um, I also have a um, printed and laminated document in the salon of um, how to um, put on and remove your PPE effectively. Um, so not only am I looking after the staff, uh, uh, the, the clients coming in and washing their hands and sanitizing and everything else, you know, I have a responsibility for my staff as well. And it's, it's in my interest to look after them and keep them safe. Um, and just literally go, you know, we have hand sanitizer at every station and, you know, just like everybody else, we've got umpteen amounts of bottle of Dettol and, you know, wiping down our beds and everything else. And um, 
I've seen Amy Domet had the the thing you were on about Joe, the 30 day um, thing. So I'm, I haven't, ha haven't actually got that. So I'm going to invest in that as well. Just going above and beyond. If somebody was to come into your salon, don't give them anything to nitpick at. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, if you give them stuff to nitpick at, then that, that's where they, they start holding the control. Um, keep the control in and the ball in your court. If somebody was to come into my salon and I'm open, um, you know, my first question to them is, do you, do you feel like I'm I'm not COVID secure? Would you would you be safe coming in here? Because one, if you're not safe coming in here, please leave. Don't come in um, if this is an unsecure premise. Um, you know, and what, what leave them in a state where they you kind of they get to the point where they haven't really got anything to say. They're speechless because we're like, well, actually, they see it. They know off the record, the guy I spoke to, he said off, you know, like I said to him about the pubs and stuff. And he said off the record, I think it's, I agree. He said, I think it's the worst decision that they've made. Um, you know, and they're dealing with a lot of pressure in the police force and in the council with, with, um, with stuff like the pubs and restaurants mm -hmm. and stuff that's going on. And, um, you know, he agreed we are a COVID secure business, but COVID secure lash artists, we know what we're doing. We know how to um, sanitize um, and, and we know what we're doing. So as long as I'm not giving them anything to kind of, to, to scrutinize me about, there's, there's going to be no issue. So make sure that you are COVID secure above and beyond and then contact your council. Now, yeah. How did you know which department you were sent to a particular department? Uh, the, police, the police themselves sent me to them. So I they think said, I've contacted was, the wrong people. I think yeah, I've so gone the wrong route. It was the police that said, should, because um, they have had it before, not, not, they didn't actually say it was with beauty salons, but um, during the, the prime of lockdown, they were having, the police were having phone calls left, right and centre, she was saying and saying, this place is open and I've just seen a hairdresser go in this house and X, Y and Z. And every time they've, they've said, you know, you, you need to go and speak to whoever. Um, it's out of our it's out of our hands it's not within our control to kind of deal with that so it was the police that actually told me to go to um they actually told me to go to um the business department um that deal with businesses and when i spoke to them the council of that um we we broke it down and we ended up at the public health and safety um department not environmental health which i know the people that you said um yeah were called emma um but yeah and again i just i i, I asked all of the specific questions i knew that i was going to get penalized for should i open my business um you know if it was the sake if to be fair if it was a hundred pound fine 200 pound fine i probably would have paid it up front um you know and i and i would have continue to open if he had said no nope, there's a five thousand pound fine obviously i'm going to think twice about it well, i wouldn't have even had to have thought twice but um you know and you know it changes it changes the situation doesn't it but there's no financial implications so um everyone needs to do their homework basically you're quite you need to do your homework. If, if you accept a fine i, I mean I said this to, to Emma yesterday, by accepting a fine, you're accepting the fact that you've done something wrong. If you've not done anything wrong and you, it, or you believe you haven't done anything wrong, why are you accepting fines off of, off of people? Because 
that's you then saying, yeah, you're right, I've done this wrong and, you know, I'll pay my dues. But I guess people listening to this might say, well, <coughs> you've ignored government guidelines, so therefore you are doing something wrong. Have I ignored government guidelines? Or will I be ignoring government guidelines? Oh, no, because no. your council have said you are COVID secure. Yeah. And your insurers have said, we will insure They have to insure me. Yeah, they have to. Otherwise, I want my premiums back. <laughs> um, they can't. In, I mean, I know it like for Emma, it's, it was a difficult. Um, I think it's more dif difficult for her. Um, you know, I, I relate back to her because this conversation I had with her yesterday, because I know she's got hairdressers and nail artists and stuff as well. So um, I think she was told that should she she cancel it even her her then hairdressers and nail artists and stuff wouldn't be um covered under that policy mm -hmm. either so um it's just a tricky one but it is you know like you know if it's i don't expect my car insurance company to not support me and to insure me um you know at the at the work you know peak times of having an accident and you know when it's raining and wet and cold and icy and, and windy and stuff I'm still insured you know I don't expect them to just um to insure me at the, at the lower risk months so do you think the insurance companies are at fault um I mean there's they're gonna have small print everywhere aren't they I know with the pandemic situation um you know for loss of earnings that is you have to have pandemic insurance but yeah, I do, I do. I do think the um, insurance companies are at fault. I don't think they're supporting us like they should, but yet they'll happily take our, our, our annual or monthly fees every month still. Um, otherwise, they're you know they're going to say whatever they say. But yeah, no, I do think they're at fault. I think, but well, I also what are they think saying our members are our members are COVID secure, and if they can prove it, what I mean, I know I that Beauty Guild did write to um, Boris Johnson, but um, and I'm sure they all have, but yeah it, it it doesn't all add up does it i mean it's just unfair overall quite quite it's just we have regardless to what the numbers are saying whatever area they've gone up lash artists haven't added those numbers they should have given us a chance like they did in norway they let the beauticians out first and yeah. it didn't affect their their r rate they should have look, given look a chance Look at Wales, for instance. Wales were um, shut down for a lot longer than us. They weren't allowed to go for more than five miles out of their, their home for a very long time, were they? Um, so they really gradually got brought out of lockdown. Mm. And, um, you know, they're backlashing and everything's open before we are. But, you know, um, it, just, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Um, give us a chance. Um, mm. You know, and I, I do think to an extent it will be, it will and has to be county dependent, dependent on their numbers. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think now with this, with this evidence and, you know, the information I've been able to get, pester your councils, pester your insurance companies. Don't just go, okay, yep, understood. Push the questions, push the questions on them. Push the questions on your council. Are you are you able to find me? Yes or no? I want a yes or no answer. If yes, how much? If no, fine. What are the other implications of me opening? 
Can you imprison me? Can you send me to court? Can you shut me down? Ask every single question that you are worried about um, and get the answer. Do not, uh, do not accept a gray answer, get a black and white answer because otherwise you're still gonna be felt, you'll still come away feeling unknown of the situation. You'll still feel very wary of the situation. Get it, get the information, push them, put the pressure on and you know, together we all get that information from our own councils, from our own insurance companies. Um, you know, let's start uniting. Let, let's get our industry back on its feet. Let's get some money in our pockets and, you know, start enjoying our lives again and, and, and go forward together. It's not good. It's not good when people start judging and saying, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. You're not insured. Um, yes. I understand that and it's bloody frustrating it really really is however take away a pan so-called pandemic and take away this whole covid situation how many lash artists have you ever met in your career of lashing and you've then approached them and said are you insured because if they were truthful to you i know as i know there'll be some people that aren't insured so day-to-day -day life not everybody is insured regardless of a pandemic um it's just more apparent because of the way you know the situation is now but just to be clear you are not encouraging girls to go out and start lashing if they are i'm not insured. no is what i am doing is saying go and get hard evidential facts from your council and from your insurance company if they're not prepared to um support you your your um insurance company then what are you paying for if they're not insuring you what are you paying for um ask your council everything you want to know every answer they give you go back at them with another question don't just say okay great because you need to come away off of that phone call and you need to feel um like you've got somewhere you need to get you need to feel like you know okay i'm going to take on the world now that's what i felt when I come away, I felt like, okay, I'm ready to take on the world. And, you know, I'm covered, I'm insured, I have the backing of my council, I have the support of, of ABT. And, um, so you what know, are you I'm ready to do to next? What, you're, not, you're not back to work, but no. what's the next step? So regardless to what we hit, so because on the 15th, I think they said they would review it um, on the 15th. Um, that's a Friday, isn't it? It's the 16th, 17th. Is, is that the Friday? It might be the Saturday. Regardless, mm. the following Monday from the 15th, um, I'm reopening. I'm, I'm going to just bite the bullet and I'm opening my salon and I'm going to get my livelihood back on track. I'm going to get my mental health back on track. I'm going to get um, my well-being and my clients' well-being back on track. Um, you know, a lot of my clients come and like so many others, they come to to kind of have that um, time away. They, kind, they come to feel good. Um, is the way that they deal with their own mental health issues and and everything else and you know I'm, i i want to i love helping that i love i love being that person that helps them do that um so i'm gonna i'm i'm going to go back and i'm gonna oh, open my man oh, oh my gosh so i'm going to hold my head high if anyone wants to say ask me that um i'm not insured please message me because i will forward you my letter from my insurance company to say yep you are insured until march 2021 when my policy ends 
Um, bloody incredible, yeah. Jenna. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've had enough. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see why you would be judged. I, I can't see why you wouldn't be anything other than applauded in our industry, you know, because we are really good at coming together. This is a success story, Jenna, and bloody hell, good for you and you go girl and enjoy the next few days of sunshine and <laughs> boots just know it's so lovely it must be incredible to know that you have got a plan yeah it's scary as well though it is scary um because you know you have to in my eyes i really want to take into consideration um my clients and you know my lash buddies and you know uh you know, I want to take into consideration what they're going through as well and how they may be still scared of the situation and how this whole situation has affected, affected them. And, you know, I don't want anyone to see it as just a case of, well, she's just, she's just opening. Um, you know, I've got all the, I've got all the um, advice and evidence that I need to be able to open securely. I, I really do push everyone to try and do the same um, and stand up for yourself stand up for yourself big time read up on your human rights mm -hmm. um this is extremely important because actually you know it, it gets you far um when you know what your rights are um but it is not legal in any way shape or form to do some lashes and i think this is what's making me more angry um because there are so 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 many worse people out there that are doing really criminal awful things every single day um and you know they will still get away with it you have to understand that you know the police force the prison uh, services and stuff they're under so much pressure they don't have the resources or the room to to you know to fill a room with the lash artist from chippenham um, <laughs> that's really you know I, I mean I think that's the least of their worries and I would be questioning their morals um and you know asking why there are still rapists and murderers and drug dealers um walking the streets if if they want to put a you know small town girl in prison for doing some lashes absolutely I just just another question I mean some might be saying well why haven't you opened already is it because you are concerned or still digesting and maybe worried about what the industry will say about you and your business or what? What's holding you back? Jo, have you seen the weather forecast for this week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're asking our next weather girl as well. <laughs> and I used to be weather girl in Chippenham as well. Um, no, I mean, other than the, other than the fact that um, you know the weather is supposed to be banging this week, um, I've got a nice beach day with my girlfriends and kids booked tomorrow. Oh. I want to digest it. Um, I think it's important that you know we unite together, and you know, yes, I've got this information for my county and from you know for my area. I want to push everyone else to go and do the same, and I want you to come back to me and said, right, I've got it, I'm done. Um, you know. I've pushed and I've pushed and I've pushed and I've got the results that I want. Let's do this. Let's stand together. Let's unite because you get such a better outcome when you work in groups. You yeah. know, if we start coming together, um, you know, I'm not just going to open up tomorrow or Monday or whatever and, and go. I want the support and the backing of my clients, of my fellow lash artists yeah. and, you know, of everyone else. And, 
let's just support each other and bring each other back to where we were before because we are such a big community and um you know but I'm, I'm not in many lash forums it all gets a bit too much but you know in the squad you know we're such a big community and we kind of all rally around and we're there for each other when we need it and you know Vicky's just fucking badass at checking in on us every Monday and stuff and you know and I think we all just need to check in on each other a little bit more and you know and just bring each other back up let's get to where we need to get and you know and then at the end of it um I heard Vicky's having a rave at her house and we're just gonna go and party hard (laughs) (laughs) oh wow so um this could open the floodgates I hope so I really do could set a precedent how long can they keep saying no this is yeah what you are saying, everything you are saying, Wiltshire Council needs applauding too for their common sense. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, he honestly, literally, I can't thank him enough. Like he, he gave me light at a tunnel that I just thought was going to stay dark for a very, very long time. And, um, you know, the fact that they just they just want to support people in their towns they just want to support people in their counties it does no good for anyone to have empty shops and you know what am I doing what am I doing wrong really by opening my salon and doing some eyebrows and lashes I'm not giving people coronavirus absolutely well I think my councillor just all they're interested in is money so I think they'd spend a massive fine on me as quickly as as yeah I mean I I'm really surprised um, if the legislation would differ county to county. It is weird. It is weird. But ask them, ask them, is there any financial implications? Nope. If so, yes. How much? I mean, Mm. I know if it was only a couple of hundred quid, I'll I'll, I'll take the fine. But I've heard so many people say, I've heard hairdressers fined 3,000 plus, Emma Smith was threatened with 3,200. It's, it is, discrepancies from council to I council. just yeah I mean but like I said if if they accept the fine they're accepting the fact that they've done something wrong in my eyes I won't should they ever come to me and give me a fine I should not be accepting it because um I'm not doing anything wrong I'm really really very bloody COVID secure if you see our pubs on a Thursday Friday and Saturday night I'm selling you something now they're not COVID no. secure. They that are not. Um, it's just horrific. Yeah, I know. That's and that is what galls us all. You know, had they said, okay, you guys can't open, but we're also closing down the barbers and we're closing down the pubs, we might have taken it on the chin a bit better than we have. Yeah, I mean, there's so many photos going around social media and, you know, men are going in and getting their face waxed and, yeah. you know, getting facials put on. Yeah. Yeah, my children's dad comes to collect the children the other day and I looked at him and I, I thought, you've had a haircut. But not only have you had a haircut, you've also had your beard trimmed, your ear hair done, your nose hair done, eyebrows and moustache and everything else. Yeah. But yet we shouldn't bloody be doing that. So why that, you know, why can they do it? Caroline Hurons has got on her um, highlights, she's got loads of pictures of men yeah. having various things, to, including yeah. like nostril waxing and stuff. I mean, yeah. just taking the piss and their insurers are insuring them quite yeah 
So um, again, I think, you know, I just don't think, I think up until now we've, we've kind of um, accepted that's what it is. But I think now we need to kind of start fighting back together. It works better when you're in larger groups. It works better in numbers. People start listening more. Jenna, I'm sure, and I'm sure you're going to be overrun. You're going to get, you're, you're going to have to run for the hills because you are going to get so many messages, mm -hmm. questions. You're one thing I could, yeah, one, I'm happy to provide, um, to provide any evidence of, um, you know, and to give people a copy of what my insurance company have said. Um, at this present moment in time, I don't want to, um, uh, give anyone a copy of what my council have said yeah. one because um i just you know they they have helped me immensely and i don't want to put them under any more pressure than they can i think first and foremost go go to your council if you want to drop me a message and ask me for the questions and um everything that i asked to kind of put the pressure on them go away and you know ask me i will give you everything i know um you know I but you I, I prepare wouldn't. a document so you're going to get sick of typing it yeah. all the time prepare yeah. a document and then you yeah. can email it yeah. to whoever needs it and yeah this is just amazing you really do give me hope and I'm, I'm totally inspired and whatever happens to to my story I'm just thrilled that yours has has turned out like Thank this you. I hope it continues and I hope that in doing this and talking about it it doesn't jeopardize your position within your council and ABT or what have I what have you I really hope that there's no backlash I can't see that we've said anything irresponsible I think everything that you have said has been fair enough would you agree yeah, yeah I yeah I, I mean I'm yeah Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, you've got to, you've got to come a point, there has to come a point where we, you know, we have to, we have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for what you believe. If you believe we should still be um, shut and, and, you know, we should sit back and accept that, then, you know, I don't, um, you know, I, I hold no judgment for that, but mm. um, also I just ask that people that do believe we should still be shut don't hold judgment for the ones that um, believe we should be open and want to kind of fight their own corner because it's getting it is getting very judgy out there. I am it seeing is. it left, right, center, and it's really is heartbreaking actually. You know, because we have been always such a strong community, um, and it's heartbreaking to see that all of a sudden we're we're starting to turn on people. But that is. Um, that was their plan in my eyes, but that's another story. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. whole mask debate as well. <laughs> and we won't get onto this, but yeah, I suppose you may get judgment. In my naive naivety, I kind of think, well, nobody's going to judge you. They're just going to applaud you. But that's maybe me being naive. I hear people abusing each other in the supermarkets. The mask wearers abusing the non-mask wearers and the non-mask wearers abusing and judging the mask wearers. So I suppose it's going to happen. We're all at the end yeah. of our tether. Our nerves are frayed. The anxiety is rife. Our cognitive processing is maybe a little yeah. skewed. So yeah. I just hope, though, that everyone can see the positive in this and what yeah. you've done. And, and, and I applaud you. So well done. And thank you so much for sharing your story. All I ask is that everyone just just be kind to... to to each individual you don't know their circumstances you don't know their situation and as my good friend dion would say spread the love Absolutely. just spread the love not unicorns and care bears it doesn't get anywhere absolutely <laughs>
No, no, you go and enjoy the sunshine and I, Thanks, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks, darling. Bye. Bye.